the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings and investments in your retirement, as always, here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And, and how you do that is, is simply putting away money in your qualified plan, your 401k, your 403b, 47, put away a minimum minimum of 10% plus the company match, it gets you up to 13%. That, that's the number that all the research has said. That, 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 that's going to get you where you need to be for retirement. So you put away 10% plus the company match, which is typically the company will give you a match of 3%, sometimes more. So we've seen 7 8% for some matches. When financial crisis, in some cases, it was close to zero. Or it was zero, but, but, but typically uh, that's, that's what you're looking at. And so... That, that gets you about 13%. The research, there was some research done out of, I want to say, Citigroup or Morgan Stanley a while back, and the number came in right around 13%. They did different Monte Carlo simulations, and I'm seeing other numbers elsewhere, kind of the same thing, which is looking at bull markets, bear markets, uh, stocks, bonds, everything to try to come up with, you know, as you go through 30 years of life, of retirement, you know, where do you come out? And, and or, or you're saving for retirement for 30 years. It, 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 those, that was pretty much the number. Uh, this is an income-based system, which means if you're making $30,000, it's going to get you where you need to be for retirement because, you know, you're not making much money, but your expenses are pretty reasonable. At the same time, if you're making $300,000 a year, it, it – it gets you up to where you were to be, and and I, I I think people with with bigger salaries in a way they they tend to spend more money, and they need to save more money, and 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 that's awful hard to do. And, and so to say, and so oftentimes you know really people that make a lot of money really have to trim back their their lifestyle at retirement, uh, you know in many cases more so than people with just an average retirement. Uh, and so, so understand. No matter what your income level, what your job is, this is this is the way to, to build up wealth. This is the way to save money. And so, you know, if you got to start somewhere, this is the way to do it. Uh, the I put away that ten percent. The a couple thoughts here. Uh, we're, 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 you know, we're, again, we're dealing with the market. Uh, looking at you know, looking just kind of looking at some numbers here uh, that, that that we we pulled up. Uh, it's just, you know, where we are for the year. And it's just, again, it's been an incredibly bad year for the markets. Uh, one thing we, we did is is we started out the year. Well, look, why, why, why are things so bad this year for many people? And, and uh, you know, we've been fortunate. I, I think we've done a very good job of managing money this year uh, and, and really dealing with this thing much better than almost anybody I know. But, but a lot of people uh, – have really had struggled with this market. And it, it, it wasn't just stocks, but it was bonds as well. If, if you look at, at, at the bond market, 
uh, the uh, the 10-year bond was down 9.2%. If you're going out a little further, the 30-year bond was down 15.5%. Those are treasuries. Those are the safest ones. Hey, corporates corporates were much wor- were worse than that. I won't say much worse, but were worse than that. So it, it's, it's been pretty much of a disaster. The worst bond market since 1920. You're like, Ted, how can that be? I remember the 1970s, 8.5% inflation. It was a disaster. Interest rates went up to 15% on treasuries, and it, it was horrible. Uh, but so, how, well, the answer was you were making it when rates started going. You were making six or seven percent anyway on your money, and so when it went, you were at least picking up some return. I mean, if you look at this market, you know, people forget the ten-year bottom at at a half a percent, actually below that. I mean, during the pandemic, it, it was up like 0.3% for the 10-year Treasury. Uh, it started, the, which which means you weren't making much money. It, it started the year really about 1.5%. So if you're in 10-year Treasuries, you're only going to make 1.5% this year, it, it, and it goes down. It, it went down uh, 9.1%, which means that actually the, the, the actual price of the, of the note you know, you probably pick up about a half a percent uh, on the on the ten year. It got you. It went down over ten percent. So you only made a half a percent. Well, if, if yields were yielding seven percent, you picked up seven percent, and it went down ten percent. You're you're only down, you know, you're down like three percent, three and a half percent. So these ultra low interest rates put on by the Federal Reserve, the free money crowd, uh, you know, at the Federal Reserve. Uh, money for nothing, and, and this is what we get. Inflation's not free. I mean, it's just so, – so what we see is, is we've seen these interest rates come up, and uh, they're starting to come up now. But, but so, so you, there was no place to hide this year. I mean, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the precious metals uh, it was down – gold was down 5%. That was a big win compared to everything else out there. Oil and gas, cash. Cash did well this year. And here's the interesting thing is the Fed funds, I think about 1.6%, 1.7%. They've gone up. They started the year close to zero, so you're starting to get more money. We, we, we talked about this. Uh, if you look at the at the one-year treasury, so we take a look at that real quick. Bear with me. Okay, at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, uh, treasuries were yielding about 0.4%, less than that, 0.3-something percent. Now you can get... 2.96% uh, on the treasuries actually went up some. We bought some the other day, got 2.8%, 8.7%. I'm like, hey, this is a great deal. But energy worked, some agriculture worked, uh, the cash worked, a lot, not a lot else worked in this environment. So you had to be prepared. You had to at least be in some of those sectors, and most people weren't. You had to understand, look, inflation is running 6%. Five six percent back in November, uh, you know, uh, October November of last year. Well, what were, we saw a, a, just a tremendous number of, of, of advisors in long term bond funds. I mean, what were you do? Look, when inflation is going up from two, it breaks out and hits five six percent. You know, it's real difficult to justify being in long term and intermediate term bonds. I mean, you can't sell everything, but but you have to understand something is changing. And what we have is a group of people that have never managed money during an inflationary time. Uh, the, and, and so, uh, you know, tell you what, why don't we take a, a quick break? I'm getting some feedback in the system here, uh, it, it, it will, we, and we'll be right back after this quick break. And if you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713 713- 339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. 
Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments here today. If you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070. So we're just talking about interest rates have gone up. It, it, it Look, it's been tough to hold cash in this market when it's not paying things. That's starting to change. We're starting to get more pay more on your short-term money. CDs, we're paying nothing. As we talked about, the one-year treasury, which, by the way, you can buy at your brokerage firm, uh, your money manager, your stockbroker, whoever you use, uh, financial planner, they can, they can buy these things for you if you, if you want them. But they're yielding 2. Uh, close to 3%, just under 3%. That's not a bad return for the, for, for, for the, for the, this is the, the, the safest investment are, are, are treasuries. And the one nice thing about treasuries, unlike a CD or even a corporate bond, let's, if, 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 let's just assume, and this doesn't happen, but let's assume interest rates stay the same, exactly the same during the whole year. You can pretty much get out at the same price adjusted for whatever interest you got. Uh, you know, with, with with a very narrow spread, typically in in a, in a treasury, where it might cost you one percent or more from a CD or a corporate bond. So, so they're very liquid. Uh, if you look at we, uh, our clients, uh, we use TD Ameritrade to hold the assets. Oftentimes, it, it, it'll it'll be uh, you can buy it at at, at ninety nine point five. Uh, or, or if, we are, if you want to sell it to us, it'll be ninety-nine, uh, you know, 99.35 or it's, it's a pretty tight spread. So, 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 but this, so it's changing the way you know, we, we can manage money. This, this prudent people are now starting to get paid off. They were being paid zero by the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve artificially put down rates, and and and, and, and they penalize savers and basically. Uh, people they're borrowing money. Speculators, private equity companies, Wall Street financiers got free money, and, and, and so it wasn't fair to the American people. That's starting to change. Interest rates are going up, and, and I, I think they're gonna. I, I don't see them going back to zero that quickly. So, so this is this is something we're, we're seeing again. These big changes in, in this environment. Uh, you, you've got to manage money. I, I saw a uh, interesting uh, comment. Uh, on one of the papers today, if you had a million dollars in two thousand, it was it, it said the dangers of, an, of of retiring into a bear market. If you had a million dollars in in uh, twenty uh, two thousand, and, and, and you, you retired, you took out four percent, which is you know what a lot of the research says you can take out about four uh, percent. But the market went down in two thousand nine percent, and then it went down two thousand one eleven. Point nine percent, and then twenty two percent in two thousand two. Well, that was very damaging to your retirement. So now you only have, even with 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 a run up in asset prices, four hundred and seventy thousand dollars. That that means you're in real trouble 
It's 20 years later. You, you don't have the – you don't have the uh, – the, uh, we've had inflation come in, and you can't even take out uh, the, the 40000 a year. It's inflation-adjusted, by the way. So it, it, in a retirement and, – and, and the worst is, is, is a, a lost decade. You know, the market went from 1966 up to 1982. And this is – I actually remember that. I, I was – gifted some stock when I was very young, so I studied the market closely. And uh, it's how I became a value investor when my my uh, stocks plunged in price in the, in the bear market. Uh, first, the Nifty 50 blew up, and I want to say 68, and then I didn't know what to do. And, and then the, the, the 1973 oil embargo came. But the, but the market never really went above 1,000. I think it went to like 1,053, and it'd fall back down to 750, and, you know, it, or it hit 1,000 and go back down. Uh, it, it, and so I rem- vaguely, just, I just remember, I was just looking at just a, the few stocks I owned, but, but you had to be able to to uh, navigate through that. I mean, that, that was one of the reasons I, I ultimately went with a, a firm that was probably the best in all uh, on Wall Street in the 70s at the time and really learned from the guys that were there on how they did it. You really had to figure out ways to make money. That's an even worse thing where, you're, where you're, your assets don't return money. But that wasn't tremendously bad because at least you could put money in. Keep in mind, in 1980, you get about 10%, over 10% on Treasury, so it wasn't that bad. Uh, but right now, with the, with the low interest rates, that could be disastrous. And, and so you're going to have to be much more opportunistic, much more nimble in these type of markets. And, and just sitting in index funds is, 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 is it could look if the market keeps going up and the Fed keeps you know flooding the system money up. That's the best place to be. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think you have to have some opportunities. So. So I want, I want what you understand. We've been talking. This is a big. These are big long-term trends that are starting to change. So, that, so there are opportunities now. We had a big sell-off in commodities over the last ten days. We're going into a recession, and in the talk on Wall Street, uh, a lot of the, uh, the, the the number of the CEOs, particularly the ones closely tied to the global economic forum, started trotting out this uh, new narrative that we're going into recession. The country was in a recession. We looked at the, the Atlanta GDP number, which which Atlanta GDP now number, which was about uh, uh, was pointing to a recession, and and we and we, we said on the show last week we're like look we're not really seeing that that uh, recession out there, and and so we had the jobless numbers came in better than expected, with I think three point six on percent unemployment, so it, it's it's. It's pretty hard to really understand uh, how you know how you're going, how we're going to go into recession, how, how we're, we're in this deep recession when nobody can find workers. I was talking to someone this week and like, look, I've lost some workers here. It's very tough. I mean, we're really struggling to try to hire people. I mean, it, that's not like a unique thing uh, outside of tech land. Uh, outside of tech land, uh, the the numbers. The uh, you know most people are still hiring, so so the the Atlanta GDP number went down two percent to negative two percent for the quarter. I'm like this, so we looked into it and, and and we compared when it started falling. It looked like it fell when the commodity prices fell, which was the narrative spun by the global economic forum people that we're going to this horrible recession. Jamie Dimon, all these people were talking, CEOs of these companies, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook. I mean, I don't know how he's this, you know, I mean, expert, but the guy's never commented on the economy before. All of a sudden, they're all squawking how we're going to this terrible recession. What they did is they created a margin calls in the commodity market. Commodity prices fell, and so here we are today. So the question is, are we going to recess? Look, are we going into a slowdown? Yes. Okay, but the question... The, the, the question you have to ask yourself is: There's some big trends out there. There's a lot of cross currents. So, if most companies are struggling to find workers, and, and, they're, and they're pushing their workers to work overtime, if things slow down, they're not going to be cutting 10% of the workforce. They're going to be saying, "Guys, look, we're going to have to. We got a hiring freeze. We're going to. We're you know, we're no more overtime." They just haven't had to be able to get enough workers. Uh, the other thing is the other big trend. Okay, so they can't find workers. There's a lot of projects coming on. Keep in mind, we did a trillion-dollar infrastructure.
infrastructure spend last year. Well, that money can't be spent till this year into next year. Now it's being spent. So that's starting to ramp up. At the same time, we're dealing with, with the potential war with China. You know, don't listen to all the talk of, you know, I know how desperate the, the Biden administration wants war with Russia, but Russia's not our enemy. I mean, look, are they bad guys? Yes. But are they taking our factory jobs? No. Are they are stealing our technology wholesale? No. Are, are they facilitating the importing, importation of fentanyl in the United States was killing an additional 71,000 Americans, worse than the Vietnam War losses? It, it, no, it's China. So, so China, we, we realize that we could be at war with China in six months. It, and so we've got to get our, our we've got to get secondary supply chains put in place. This is why we're seeing the, the semiconductor plants going in around the country. They're putting them in in, in Ohio. They're putting them in Austin, uh, you know, Taylor, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, some in New York. They're scrambling to get these plants in. And the biggest problem they're running into is they can't find workers to build the plant. They're struggling with, with supply chain issues. In that world, it's difficult for me to see how we're going into this massive recession you know, the worst in our lifetime. I, now, I, and I've said this, if the financial system destabilizes and we will catch it above everyone else, I believe, then, you're, then that's a different story. But we're not quite seeing it yet. So, so what we're looking at is, is, is a world that, that, is, that commodity prices have plunged. Well, look, there's still not enough oil. Oil broke underneath $100, went down to like 95, and it shot back up to 105. They're like, there's not enough oil out there. Keep in mind, we're, we're sending a million barrels a day out of Strategic Petroleum Reserve. That ends in September, right before the election. So, you know, they want to try to keep oil prices down, and then it's all bets are off. Uh, there's not enough oil. As we've endlessly on the show, back in November of, of 2019, we were buying the oil and gas. We came on the show. We said you, the oil and gas sector, we said it's the cheapest valuation. We, I think I said well, it's about, I figure, 28, to, I forgot the number, 28, 29% of the S&P 500 was tech or tech-related. I, I think it was like 3% energy on the S&P. It was ridiculous. And we said, look, it, the oil and gas is not going away. We said, look, if you believe what the Democrats say and all gas is eventually going to go away, if you, we heard the same thing with cigarettes. So if you believe what they say is going to happen, the cigarette companies still made money. We took positions, and, and oil and gas has done well. Uh, so, so, so these big trends are, are in place. So, so I don't. I, I, I think uh, that I, I, we're going to electrification of cars. So eventually, copper is going to come back up. I mean, all these big trends are. We're moving these supply chains back to the United States. That was anywhere. I've seen numbers between. Best numbers about one and a half. I've even some seen numbers at time. It's been two percent of GDP in the United States. It, it wasn't there because we were exporting because we were importing so much from China. They were taking so much business from us. That's all changing. So we're rebuilding the United States. So I'm not sure now. A couple. So this these trends. So are commodity prices due to come in? Yeah, wheat is trading where it was before before the invasion of Russia. Fifteen percent of the of the world of of Russia. Uh, it's, I forgot the number exactly. Somewhere around that of, of wheat comes from Russia and the Ukraine. How do you lose fifteen percent of the wheat and have it staying at the same price? Well, one way you do it is you is you start dragging down commodity prices because there's a massive recession coming, then everybody panics, and then you get margin calls in the, in the commodity market, which are always highly levered, and they start dumping every commodity out there. So I think we're probably seeing a bottom in commodity prices from now. We have to see where the economy is going to go, but I don't think it's a time to completely abandon the sector. Uh, the other big trend that, that's happening out there is, as we said, interest rates are going up. So that that's slowing. That's going to slow housing down some, but housing is overheated right now. So we're going to see some slowdown there. So there's a lot of mixed currents out there. Now the other big trend that's happening is is the dollar. If you look at the, this is something that people aren't paying attention to, but it's going to have some big effects on, on, on the the economy. The dollar right now is, is up about. What, where's my numbers here? U.S. dollar. The dollar is up. Uh, about ten. Uh, well, the yen, the, the yen is up. Uh, the euro is down almost eleven percent. The yen is down fifteen point four percent. 
and again is approaching parity. What, what's going on there? Well, it's not the dollar has been very strong this year across the board. The dollar is up eleven point seven four percent. That's a big move. Okay, that's a really big move. It's near record level. It's not. It's the highest it's been in a while. So, like, what's happening? Is it, are we always sudden the best place to be? Look, we have Joe Biden in the White House. I mean, who on planet Earth is rushing to the dollar because they have confidence in our government? And the answer is nobody. But, but what we're seeing is is we're seeing uh, other countries are in worse shape. If you look at at at, at, at Europe and Japan. They're importing a lot of oil and gas. Well, uh, Joe Biden's war on Russia, you know, that he, he cut off the energy usage from Russia is, is having catastrophic results on, on it's hurt Japan's uh, currency. It's making, the, 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 you know, they're having to spend more on oil. It, it's also having catastrophic results in, in Europe, which, which, which is having to shut down factories, which their factories are unprofitable. Their energy companies or the electric companies are going into bankruptcy. It's, it's an unmitigated disaster. We have raised rates, as we talked about earlier, on the one uh, Fed funds is up to one and three quarters. The, the Germans and the Europeans still have barely even begun to raise interest rates over there. So their interest rates are too low for an inflationary environment. So, so th- what we're doing is th- that's doing a couple things. We are, by the rising dollar, this is good for us because keep in mind, if I'm in Europe right now, I'm paying 11% more for the same gas oil that the Americans are just because my euro went down, 11% more. So keep in mind, we're complaining about high gas prices, high oil price. Oh, my God, oil's at $104 a barrel. Well, in their minds, it's closer to $115 a barrel. In, in, in Japan, it's even worse. So in its and so other commodities as well have gotten more expensive for them. So what we're doing is the United States is exporting our inflation to other countries right now to keep the inflation down because, you know, we're desperate to try to, we, 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 you know, Biden's desperate to win the election. The other thing this is going to happen is this is going to hurt multinational earnings. Now, you can, you can do some hedging, but when you get this type of move, an 11.7% move in the dollar around the world, that gets real difficult to hedge out. So you're going to start hearing the earnings numbers are going to start coming out starting next week. Uh, and you're going to start seeing earnings warnings, earnings shortfalls, or they make their earnings and they're not sure about what's going forward. It's going to be very difficult for all these CEOs that have been squawking about the, the recession to sit there and, and project their earnings are going to continue to go up. And so, but but they're also having to deal with that uh, that headwind. If, if if I'm making a million dollars a year selling to say Italy, uh, my division, well, if if if, if the euro goes down ten percent, I'm at nine hundred thousand dollars in 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 earnings. If I want to bring it back to the United States, so this is going to pressure the stock market, the, the big multinational companies. This is something we want to watch closely because when currencies start moving up, that's when you get your kind of blow up. So, so what we're seeing is is the opportunity appears to be in the United States right now. The opportunity is in shorter term bonds because we have better, we have better, we're getting ahead. Of, of some of the inflation fighting that Europe is just so far behind on. And this is why the inflation is going to be so hard to cap around the world, because it's getting worse elsewhere. So, so these big trends are still in place, that it, it, this is still going to affect your retirement. Yeah, and this, this is what you, I want you to understand here, is, is we're still seeing these things in place, and, and they're, they're, the trends are still there. The, the, you know, the, the Russia, the, you know, we're not close to solving the Russian problem. Uh, what, what we're seeing, you know, there was the other a couple of weeks ago, we had the Michigan uh, consumer sentiment number. It came out the worst since 1950, uh, I want to say 19, since the 1950s. And you're like, wait a minute, things aren't that bad here. Most people have a job. We're not dealing with 10% unemployment. Uh, we don't, we're not dealing with factories closing everywhere. Matter of fact, they're all backed up. How can this be? And I think this is a very important lesson, and this is this is this is a much bigger story than people realize. And let me explain why. Well, it's not that bad. So what's going on? Why are people so depressed? What? It's the government. It's Joe Biden. It's Biden is the government is clearly failing, and and uh, they've not been able to control inflation. They're lying to people. They're not being honest. And so we're starting to see, you know. 
you started to see this trend we talked about, you know, at school boards where, where parents are furious. They're like, look, I'm done. I'm running for the school board. People are, okay, okay, we'll get to them in just a second. So they, they go, look, I'm done with this. So they're running for school board. It's getting, it's, so now the inflation's going up, oil prices going up. Biden's blaming the gas, the gas stations now. You know, first it was the Russians, and then it was the, you know, it was the gas station owners and the big oil companies. And it got so bad that, that the executives are starting to stand up a little bit and go, wait a minute. Jeff Bezos goes, look, if you don't even understand basic economics of supply and demand, and, and uh, one of the uh, uh, Biden people were talking to Bloomberg, and, and Tom Keene, who's a, he's a pretty liberal guy, you know, very, very good, uh, very, very well-respected journalist uh, in uh, uh, Bloomberg Radio, Bloomberg TV, writes for Bloomberg, said, look, what people want to know is, is, you know, you guys can't even answer these questions about basic economics. Who's in charge at the White House? You're starting to peep. People stand up. People have been afraid to say anything. That you know, to, to you're even saying CNN and these other places. Like, well, well what do you mean the, the little gas station owner is causing five dollar gas? This doesn't seem to make sense to me. It, 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 it's so bad now. So the question you got to ask yourself is, who's going to be the president next year, and who's going to be the vice president next year? And I think that's what's going to start going into the calculus. Who's going to win this congressional, all these seats? That could be some real positive. We're going to see some changes about that. By the way, Joe Manson was at the big, uh, the Sun Valley Media Conference. Very interesting. That's a big, very high power powwow. We'll see what comes out of that sometime later this year. But anyway, let's take a quick call. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, you had mentioned something about uh, the manufacturers couldn't find, can't find labor, so therefore people are working a lot of overtime. Yes. And it reminded me back in like 1981-82, I lived in a city that there was two main manufacturing companies that pretty much 80% of the people in the town worked at. And because of all the overtime they made, they were able to take housing loans well above their base salary. Well, when things got tough and they cut back the overtime, I mean, it was like every street had three out of five houses for sale. They couldn't afford their house payments. Can you see something like that happening now, or the banks get a little bit smarter and they're not loaning based on overtime wages? Well, that's, you know, I'm not, I don't really know that. I, a couple of thoughts. When the interest rates were so low, uh, you know, people are getting loans at 3%. I think even if their house goes down in value, I think you're going to try to hold on to it because they have a 3% loan to pay it off. And so if they go out now, they're going to have to get a 5% loan. So I still think it's going to keep somewhat of a housing. Look, I, I, our housing yeah, that's true. In 1981, it was like 12 14% interest rate. Yeah. yeah. And so that that's what I think makes it a little bit. Look, I think housing prices are going to fall because, look, once the rates went from five, from Wow, about 3.4 up to 6% here recently. The truth of the matter, housing should have probably fallen at least 15% right away. Now, now we're back down to 5.3, and I think you're going to see them drop them so closer to 5% to kind of stabilize it. So, look, housing is going to slow down. I think there's a lot of people who have speculated on housing. I think all these housing flippers, I think a lot of people are in trouble out there, and housing is going to go down. I, I'm not looking for a housing crash, per se. They, they've gotten much tougher on the lending standards than, than, than uh, 2007 and 2008. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. That's a good question. I mean, I, I think the, the one thing out there that, that, uh, that I'm not real sure of as far as I, I think that could pull the economy down is going to be housing. And, and this is something we want to watch. Uh, you know, I am actually building a house. I'm actually housing prices in the fall, and, and we're watching. But 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 my sense is again, it, 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 it's kind of reflexivity, which is actually a George Soros. One of his things is, yeah, I remember reading this back in '87. But it's, you kind of look and see what's priced. What what is, if everything says something is going to happen, it, it, and and you look at it, it does. Then yeah, but but if but if these people all have low, if, if, but if it, it, if it's not priced in the fact that they have low, low housing prices, I don't think people have adjusted to the low interest rate they got, and they're going to be very reticent to sell their house. So what this might do is cause a lot of people to just be locked up in their home and not sell it because they just really don't want to 
they don't want to change their, their payments. Interesting, interesting question there, though. So what, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back right here on the Max Up Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're, by the way, we're working to improve the audio quality. We put a bunch of uh, new, new wiring in here, and uh, uh, we do a lot of this remotely. Uh, hopefully we got it down. If not, we'll replace the rest of the stuff. But I appreciate everybody's patience. So, uh, tell you what, we have a, a call calling 713-339-1070. Welcome to the Max Out Show. Uh, yeah, good morning, uh, Ted. Uh, I have morning. a question concerning the, uh, I guess, the the real estate market and specifically the lack of affordable housing. Uh, you know, we, I mean, there are a lot of people that are sitting on a lot of unrealized gains on their homes. People are, are approaching retirement, and and what I've been talking to various people, they keep saying that, well, yeah, we could sell our home and make this, you know, make this amount of profit or gain, but then we got to turn around and buy something else, and you know, there's where the problem comes in. And when you have these a lot of people that are wanting to move but can't move. And in addition, you've got, of course, immigration with people pouring into the country left and right. Uh, I, I'm not clear exactly how that, that housing issue is going to be solved. And so what I was wondering here is what if, and, and of course this may not be a popular idea, but what if the government said that, you know, back during the Clinton administration, they I believe it was the Clinton administration that put in the, the uh, $500,000, $250,000 profit exclusion on, on, the, on the sale of real estate. What if the government said, we're going we're gonna to revise that and phase it out over five years? So first year you get 500000 and next year you get four, three, two, one. People then all of a sudden would say, hey, look, you know, if we're going to, we're going to, if we're going to, take our game we better take it now and to me that would unlock 
a lot of houses that would make it available for others to, to you know, especially the, the younger set that's, that's trying to establish homes would be able to come in there and purchase those homes. So what are your thoughts on that? Because I don't see really how you're going to address the lack of affordable housing in this country because, I mean, you need the workers, but they're just not there. And it's just, uh, I just don't see how else you're going to do it. Oh, well, yeah, okay. That, that's a good point. I mean, I, I, I think you're going to have a hard time, really, because the rates are so low. Uh, You know, I I, I said, look, this is the United States of America, and if there's one thing we've been able to do is innovate, out-innovate anybody. And the interesting thing is, if you look at it, when it comes to to housing, we lag some places like Europe where they have different types of housing and different methods of housing that's a little cheaper and, and, you know, uh, less, more energy efficient in a way. And, uh, you know, because like I said, I've been looking at at this house we're building. I'm like, how can this cost so much money? I mean, and I've heard this from our clients that are doing the same thing. And I'm like, well, you know, and then here I'm in the same thing. And and, and I'm an engineer myself. And so I'm like, how can this cost so much money? And, and and, you know, we can afford this house, but everyone else in the area can. I I, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to have a hard time doing it. And so it bothers me. And I think the answer is, I think I think there's going to have to be more, not really mobile type housing, but more modular builds, so you can you can modularly put up a home quickly and cheaply. And I think that's what's going to have to be done in order to get, I think, to get housing prices down. I think it'll be a smaller house, but at the same time, I think there's just got to be a cheaper way to build a house. Uh, and, uh, you know, years ago we had a client that actually was, you know, was going to make like uh, modular houses. and But it, it's hard because because the housing market up until recently has been so up and down. You know, it, it's four good years and then three bad years. And so well, I, I do think that's going to change. Well, I, I, as an example, I mean, if you look at the city of Houston, I don't know if it's necessarily Harris County, but city of Houston since Hurricane uh, Harvey, I believe Sylvester Turner and company now are requiring that any new construction, now you've got to elevate your slab and everything else. So if you go into a neighborhood and you knock down a house, and now you're going to put in a rebuild, a, a new home in there, now all of a sudden your adjacent neighbors are going to say, wait a minute now, you know, I don't want to be flooded. If you're going to have to raise your home, then I, I'm stuck. And then this, this whole system tends to domino. So you've got... You know, depending on where you are, you got these regulations that are now being put in. That that uh, I mean, there's a case in point there where all of a sudden the cost of a home now is going to skyrocket because you got to raise your slab and everything else that you got to do because of a yeah, yeah, you know, no, no. five hundred year event. Yeah. Type thing. One of the things that amazes me is the cost of dirt work. I mean, it's it's like it's dirt, but it's yeah. Look, and I, and I think it's a couple things. It's modularization. I, I think it's we got to roll, roll back some of these regulations. I mean, building in Harris County has gotten to be just kind of ridiculous with the inspections and the permitting. I mean, we, we went through this. We've had four plexes. We finally sold them. I'm like, I got what, what, we held some of this stuff for 25 years, 30 years. I mean, actually, some of it was historic property in Houston. And I, you know, I'm like, you know, I get tired of dealing with the city on everything. I'm like, look, you know, we, these are nice. They, they weren't super high end, but, you know, they were, they were affordable housing in very, very good neighborhoods. And, 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 and it, it, yeah, I, I think it's going to take a whole group of planning. I think it's going to have to, we got to roll back these regulations that, you know, because the problem, this is the key if you want to run, the, you know, have democracy going forward. It needs to be run for the people. And too much of this country has been run for the the, the best interest of the insurance company that wants to slab higher or, 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 or whatever group of people out there that, you know, the, the flood control people, whatever their projects, they get all their input in, and then it doesn't go back to people, wait, you've raised the house of the, of the cost of the home, you know, $30,000 or something, and and that comes out of people's pockets. And so, I mean, I, I think... I think I think we're in the cusp of really rebuilding the United States. Good call, but thank you on that. Sure. Uh, you know, and I'll go back to this. You're hearing this. You're hearing people start to stand up. I mean, Tom Keen. I, I again, I, I'll say it again. I just pulled the, the the thing on Bloomberg. Let me let me just pull it up here if I still have it. Where did it go? Uh, you know, uh, he they really kind of laid into the people at. Uh, 
in, into into the uh, I don't have it here. I thought I did, but he really laid into into the administration on this. You know, it's like the people want to know who is in charge in in Washington. This, this, Tom Keen is a is a big liberal and a very very influential person. In his people want to know what he says to the to the uh, administration. People want to know. What's, who's in charge that they don't understand, that people don't understand basic economics, who's in charge up there? And then when she repeated some banal thing, uh, you know, about the, you know, the president is serious about getting gas prices down, his answer is, are we going to, cent-? one of their answers, Tom, or is this, are we, is this some type of central planning? Is this a free market or is this central planning? That is a cannon shot across the, 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 the White House bow. I mean, without a doubt. We're, people are are done with this. That, that that horrible Michigan number out there, the Michigan consumer sentiment number, the worst since the 1950s. I mean, look, the economy is not that bad. Nobody can say this economy is bad. So what else is happening? What is affecting people? And it's it's a complete collapse of the Biden administration. So what we want to do is we've got to figure out, is look, who is going to be in charge going forward? I mean, this is a question not just the Republicans, but the Democrats are starting to ask that, you know, on the truth of the matter, in a normal situation, Biden would already someone, the group would have said, you're going to have to step out. OK, but the problem is they got Camilla Harris in there who nobody can quite figure out what she's even saying when she's talking. They're so mesmerized by her alphabet, you know, yeah, her word salad. They're like, you know, she's like baffling. I mean, it's like, you know, people are like, what in the world is this? So do we really want her in, uh, uh, you know, or she, you know, can you imagine her talking to Putin? You know, the, you know, she gets the phone call at 3 a.m. and it's like, you know, well, nuclear, when nuclear, I don't think we're clear on whether nuclear is, 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 is he being clear, is the clear on the nuclear or is he going to use the nuclear? You know, it's like, what, what are you talking about? So they've got to do something very clearly. We got the election coming up. This is going to happen in November. We'll know where this thing stands by September. So likely we're going to get a much better market later this year. Right now, we're dealing with, we got, we got uh, earnings numbers coming out. They're not going to be good. Wednesday, we've got the CPI number. You know, is that going to go down to 5%? I doubt it. Uh, and people are still really shook up about this inflation. I mean, it, I was watching some TV. I, I forgot some show uh it was like a, a i think it was a a chair or something the superpower office here order now price is going up next week i mean you know you're hearing that everywhere i can't believe they actually put it into a commercial so so these things are all there and then you've got europe look europe you realize europe had 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 the had the first trade deficit last month the trade deficits 1991 that's 30 years these guys have been running a trade german's economy is close to collapse is is russia going to cut off the natural gas i mean at some point someone's going to have to sit yeah, two things either they're going to have to make the decision to sit down with Vladimir putin and solve this or one day you're going to wake up and hear that there was a tactical new used in ukraine you can you, you heard it here first okay that's what's going to happen. And then at that point in time, hopefully people will go sit down at the table on this. Because, you know, Joe Biden, keep in mind, he's out there talking like, look, these, these energy prices are going up. People need the American need to understand we're, this, we're at war. Wait a minute. We're at war? Uh, wait, that's a pretty strong statement from the president of the United States. We're at war with Russia. Well, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. Okay, it, and I don't think anyone else was there. If, if we're at war with Russia, then it needs to go to Congress, and and uh, and and, and be, they need a declaration of war. And if you're going to flood the country with armaments, all all types of armaments, but no soldiers, and then you're going to have to have special soldiers in there to train the people because the stuff is so complex. At what point in time does this thing degenerate into something much worse? And this is the problem. At the same time, we have a president that that literally people are met, they, they they turn in tune in to see what he's going to say next because he can't even sit there and complete a sentence. And uh, really, he's clearly mentally compromised. And so this is this is a tough thing. So right now we have a lot of uncertainty. We have corporate America starting to push back a little bit. Even the Democrats are starting to push back. Uh, the American people are, 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 have completely lost faith in this president. And, 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 and so a lot of uncertainty. This is why the market is down. This is why the interest rates are going up. 
you know, this is why your 401k is down because of this. But something is going to come out of this, and something for the better, hopefully. I mean, it's it's become it's increasingly clear that people are starting to shift over the Republicans because they've had enough of this. I mean, the Democrats' real hope is to somehow, you know, leverage Joe Manchin into into convincing people that that they're. You know, this is just a fringe group. I mean, uh, you know, someone talked basically Joe Biden is basically Bernie Sanders dressed up as Joe Biden. And so this is so this is why you're seeing all this. This is why it is so important with your retirement, again, to diversify your and understand diversity. And diversity is not the S&P 500 index fund, the EFA fund, the Russell 2000 fund, and long-term bond fund. It's managing in that. It's understanding that oil is going to do better. It's understanding the value of one- or two-year treasuries, short-term bonds yielding something. It's understanding the value of cash because when everyone else is blown up and can't buy anything, you can. Okay, it's understanding you want to be in these different sectors. Precious metals is another sector in here. You know, with this type of currency volatility – Gold over time is going to do well. Eventually, there's going to be a, a currency crisis. That's coming up. So you want to understand that, and you want to protect your retirement for the long term. That's the key to understanding this. The world has changed. This is why we talk so much about these are, what The world is going at a much faster clip right now because all these changes are happening. I mean, Boris Johnson, the government fell last week. No one predicted that. A month ago, uh, you know, you're seeing these big changes happen, and so you want again want to be cautious in this market and diversify. But by the way, we're going to be writing about this in our Max Out Savings Report. If you'd like the free copy, it comes out once a month. You just on the list; it's completely free. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. If you need some help with your retirement, you don't know what to do, give us a call. Uh, uh, just go to our website. You can request an appointment. We, I'll make time. I'll sit down with you, and we'll take a look at where you are for retirement and, and what you'd like to do. So if you need some help, go to our website. So, you know, again, the, the newsletter is free. It's maxoutsavings.com. Until then, remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building a, money, a wealth over the long term. See you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 